Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 1st of February, 2023. Psychonic CEO, Jamie Icke, and this is today's Daily Download. Well, I hope everybody's well this morning. It's been an interesting week so far. Got a few stories again here today for us to go through from different parts of the world. So let's get straight into it. First one we're going to go to is here in the UK. Touched on this last week to do with the cost of living and energy crisis. So this story is from the BBC. UK pays more for electricity than it costs. It's quite an interesting start. Under existing rules, energy suppliers pay the highest price for wholesale gas, no matter how it is made. Now, that's quite extraordinary. Not many areas of business, if any others, is that how it works? Generally in business, you pay a cost price that's agreed with the supplier, um, and then you, you, know, you pay what it's worth. So if you're not happy with the price, you negotiate and go elsewhere. But according to this, basically there's a blanket policy across the whole energy sector where the prices that are paid are the same, no matter whether it's a cheaper supplier or not, there's no such thing. So therefore the cost then to the consumer, i.e. us, is high, despite the fact that the cost of producing some of this energy might be significantly lower, which is just astonishing, because what that means is that the suppliers, the energy suppliers are just making a killing. And that explains why we've seen a massive increase in the profits that they've been reporting you know at the same time they're charging us double the money three times money four times the money and so on for our energy bills they're and saying that this is all because of putin's war they're reporting record profits well i'm going to call call out that and say well if you're making record record profits then you're clearly not experiencing that additional cost yourself that you're claiming you are you're clearly just charging more for your product while using vladimir putin as an excuse it's pretty disgusting and i think most people are starting to see through it, and I'd like to think that most people are starting to, to question, which is a good thing. You know, the more they put in positions upon us, the more it encourages people to question things that they hadn't before, and that can only be a good thing. In recent weeks, there's been a story across the UK, a number of stories of strikes and industrial action taking across a range of industries from nursing to teaching to paramedics to rail workers all of which has caused a massive disruption to the uk infrastructure well there's another band of strikes today and indeed on friday this week the friday one's actually affected me on the train um so this one this story is again from the bbc it talks about schools thousands of schools face disruption as teachers join the strikes now Clearly, there's a massive issue between the unions and the, the government and the agencies that are dictating policy to these to these um, institutions. And nothing really seems to be need, being done about it. All that seems to be happening is that there's continued disruption to everyday people. You know, people trying to get to work, people that need medical attention, kids trying to go to school. Now, you know, I, I'm sure you can gauge my opinion. I don't. I don't think kids go to school, missing school every now and again. It's a bad idea anyway, but clearly this is disrupting, you know, this is disrupting normal people. Parents have got to work and the kids can't go to school, then that's going to cause disruption. So I think this is clearly just attempts by, you know, whatever the establishment, the fact that this has been going on for so long, there doesn't really seem to be an end in sight. This is just bringing the country to its knees. It's bringing the infrastructure and the whole mechanics of the company, on the country, sorry, to its knees. It's causing everyone disruption on a daily basis. Um, and today and Friday are the next round of strikes. And there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. There doesn't seem to be any resolution being discussed. It seems no closer to this being solved than it was four or five weeks ago, um, before Christmas when it began. And, you know, I was in A&E, actually, with my son um, 
over the Christmas period, just before Christmas, on one of the days there was nursing strikes and it was carnage. It was absolute chaos in there. It was manic. You know, when you've got the, the government actually putting out advice through the media, telling people to be exceptionally careful today because there's a paramedic strike, there's a nurse's strike, and if you get ill, then the chance of you being seen quickly is lower and therefore the risk of you getting hurt or seriously, you know, seriously hurt if you hurt yourself, um, you won't get medical attention particularly quickly. The fact they're putting out that advice, that's a failure of government. Complete failure of management. And the fact that more people don't see that is astonishing. That's a complete failure of leadership. If you're the Prime Minister of the UK, the NHS or the Health Service wherever, and, and other institutions teaching, those things you're responsible for, if they're on their knees because you're not negotiating, you're not meeting a compromise, then that's a failure of leadership. And of course, I'm sure the unions have a part to play here too. I think unions cause a lot more trouble than they're worth in some cases. And ironically, through the COVID narrative, weren't particularly helpful to their employees. But on this, are very much looking forward to striking and are kicking up a fuss. They didn't quite support the same workers in the NHS, the NHS 100K that didn't want to get the jab. They didn't support them in the same way though, did they? So unions definitely pick and choose the cases that they decide to support. Um, I covered a story yesterday talking about um, is it okay to call someone a health freak? And I was talking about the fact our society is quite inverted when it comes to what's acceptable socially, what's considered normal and what's not in terms of food and lifestyle. And this is a story today, this is from the Daily Express. Cancer warning as experts reveal new list of foods that increase risk. Household staples should come uh, with warnings for health risks, say researchers. Eating common ultra-processed foods may increase a risk of cancer. I mean, who could have seen that coming? Processed foods is basically just another way of describing unnatural foods. Who could have seen that that would be a bad thing in the long run? And they list the things that are going to be, that, that are, you know, come under this. And anyone that's shocked by this, well, I'm shocked that you're shocked. Things like breakfast cereals, mass-produced breads, ready meals, ice cream, ham, crisps, and so on. Does anybody think that they're good for you, any of those things? I mean, Ice cream's a slight anomaly because, you know, you have proper Italian ice cream with cream and natural flavourings and stuff. That's probably not too bad. But all the others there, does anybody really have them in their shopping basket thinking that they're going to do them any good? As far as I'm concerned, you break down food into two categories. You break it down into food, real food, and you break it down into another category, which is stuff that stops you being hungry. And there is a difference. And if you look at all those foods there, cereals, bread ready meals, crisps, ham, they're bulky foods, they're cheap foods, they're, they're stodgy foods that fill you up, they stop you being hungry, they don't do anything for your body, they give it no nutrition, and as that story shows, and as anyone with a brain cell already knew, they, they actually have a negative impact on the long run, not just on things like cancer, but on things like weight, things like diabetes, blood sugar, and all of those different things. It's so obvious to see that they're not good for you, the fact that there needs to be a study to tell you that is terrifying. And, you know, I'm really passionate about health and alternative ways of, of looking after your body, self-discipline and self-responsibility, but we need help with it. There does need to be some education, yeah, because I think there is a little bit of that, but I also think there needs to be help with subsidies. There needs, you know, organic farming, biodynamic farming, organic meat, um, they need to be subsidized. You know, we need to put red tape around these organizations like McDonald's, like, um, other fast food outlets, these products that are being produced that have all these E numbers in that really aren't good for you, that have these addictive things, MSG and 
all the uh, artificial sweeteners and so on. We need to put, as far as I'm concerned, tariffs on these companies because they're literally selling poison. They're literally selling poison. And one of the claims, I know McDonald's do this, which is we don't claim you should eat it every day. No, but you know people do. You know some people do. You know, the same goes for lots of different things, alcohol being another one, which we, we could get into at some point. But um, food like this, you know that people will eat crisps every day. You know that some people will eat crap bread in the morning on toast and sandwiches every day. You know that people eat these cereals every morning. You know that, you know, the cereal, breakfast cereals in particular, are you know, advertised to us as part of a staple diet, start your day right, X, Y, and Z. So the fact that, you know, you're then saying, well, you know, we don't advise this is eating every day, it's part of a balanced diet. Yeah, but what is a balanced diet? Because most people don't know, I'd say. Um, so I find that quite interesting that that, that story is out today. Um, and I'm, like I say, I'm very surprised to, that if anybody reads that and is surprised that those foods aren't good for you, then, wow. So we're going to head over to US for this story. So this is an interesting one. Nikki Haley to formally announce that she's running for president. Former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley will reportedly announce that she will seek the Republican Party's 2024 presidential nominee, nomination Sorry, in the coming days. Now, anyone that doesn't remember her, she was the... Um, United States uh, UN envoy under Donald Trump. So, I mean, she's she's very known for being quite a vacuous, very very thick, very ignorant woman. Um, and anyone that, um, that that backs her, I find quite astonishing. And she even apparently said previously that she wouldn't run for president at this time if Donald Trump did. However, he already uh, he already has announced his nomination. So clearly. She's going back on that word, not that it particularly matters. I don't think she's got any chance of getting that nomination. And would it really matter if she did? The fact that she's been in that role at the UN, she's clearly as controlled as the rest of them. And party politics, politics in general is just a circus these days. If you're listening to this podcast, then I'm sure you're already aware of that. So I won't dwell too long on that. I just found that this morning and thought you'd find that interesting if you hadn't seen it already. And then the final story this morning. This is apparently a plan that the Queen had before her passing to rehabilitate Prince Andrew by suggesting that the Duke of York could devote himself to low-key charitable work as a route back to public life after the Epstein scandal. Now, the Epstein scandal, is that really an appropriate way to describe it? Um, It would be a route back to public life after being effectively, clearly admitting and exposed for being a child abuser and a sex offender. I don't really think there's a way back to public life for that. I really don't. Um, it's quite astonishing because the guy's paid off this this lady, Virginia Broyes. You don't do that unless you're guilty, really, unless you, you know you're guilty and you just want it to go away. The fact that he's done that, the fact that he denied initially uh, being friends with Epstein and then the weight of evidence got so strong that he couldn't do that couldn't do that anymore he did that disastrous news night interview where anyone with a uh, you know anyone with an ounce of intelligence could watch that and see he's lying through his teeth i can't sweat i mean come on mate i was at pizza express in woking oh well that's that's not that's about as believable as the putin johnson missile claim um so yeah it's quite astonishing that that, that these people don't seem to have any self-awareness that you can't be done and caught for things like child abuse and trafficking and then expect to have in the words of the story a route back to public life where you're some kind of figure 
and you know have all these accolades and wear all these medals in for that you won in wars that you didn't actually fight in it's quite astonishing really and the royal family is falling apart pure and simple the royal family is falling apart with obviously the queen which everyone that was alive or is alive today only ever really knew the queen she's now gone you've got a, a soon to be a king well a king but soon to be a, a coronated king who's incredibly unpopular you've got a prince who's off in america creating havoc you've got another prince who is a now known sex offender you've got william who's got absolutely no personality and then you've got a bunch of kids hardly in a great state the royal family and i don't see that as a bad thing but i just find it astonishing that these people don't just crawl back under the woodwork tony blair is another one you know you've been exposed for doing horrendous things just go away you know the fact they think they can have a route back shows how deluded and out of touch with reality than they really are that they really are sorry so that's it for this morning's daily download. We'll just finish with our inspirational quote of the day. This is from Carol Burnett. When you have a dream, you've got to grab it and never let it go. That's very appropriate and could be applied to so many different areas of life. Well, thank you for listening and I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday and I'll speak to you in the morning. Goodbye.